BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Forever. Dog. Tough. This movie was, is it 31, 32 years old? It's, well, you like know, 33 original? now Correct. came out in tw- uh, 2021, 1988. Wow. You know, 31 years. Is okay. there too long of a time to make a sequel? Absolutely not. Like, because my thing is, at that point, you're not making a sequel. You're making a new movie. Absolutely but not. Like, because Well, I mean, this is a sequel. Yeah, this is a sequel. <laughs> and... I'm excited for if they do a if they do another Beetlejuice. I'm excited, and Beetlejuice came out in '88, and that, and oh, so God. they're now way past. Like <laughs> when this movie comes out, it's going to be 35, 36 years <laughs> after. Jeez. Well, you know, Star Wars. You know, they, that those sequel, the prequels came out. Well, I guess there wasn't that long, but it was like 20 years, right? right? But the problem becomes the problem yeah. becomes that has a extended universe that has lived on through books through mm-hmm. through games through you know, through television shows that and that it never stopped from 70 whenever the first star wars came out there've just been new star wars content right. forever whereas like coming to america or you know or beetlejuice well not beetlejuice has been little stuff but not not in the same way you know they're well, they're going to make it Sorry, they're gonna make a Beetlejuice. They've sequel? been talking about making been a talking about sequels it forever. For, yeah, since since you know the eighties, late eighties, nineties. I hope it happens. Right. But well, there are some rules. I mean, like I do think you, if you're gonna make a sequel and you want it to not be like VOD, but here's the thing too: VOD. That's what this movie technically is yeah. anyway. So like, what is VOD anymore? You I, know don't what I, mean? yeah. I don't think it exists. I don't. I don't think it exists. And or it could, it could still exist. Like if this if this were done, if this were done like the bl- uh, not the Black Dynamite, the Undercover Brother sequel, where it's a different actor as Undercover Brother, and like the cast is all different, and the production value is is less than the first movie, and it comes out on a streamer, mm-hmm. that's still VOD to me. <laughs> that's whereas this looks was cheaper. like high, still <laughs> high quality. 
it was all of the 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 st- everyone literally everyone that was alive <laughs> came back <laughs> to do this one you know so like this is a you know this is a still wide release <laughs> in my opinion got it and would they have uh, if it wasn't for COVID, would this have been released in theaters? Do you yes, think? One, Which I think would have been percent. a big uh, disaster. You do in theaters? I think if this movie, I th- personally, this is just, and this doesn't just go for this movie. I think having movies going straight to streamers have, I think, it's been helping movies not fail, and that, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I think like, I, I mean, I know to what me, you mean, this, yeah. if this movie didn't make a, if There's this no movie came out in theaters. And it didn't make a hundred million in the first weekend, or like at least sixty. It would, but it would have. But it would like, have. It would have made that money. People would have gone to see it. You don't think? I just yeah. I don't think it would have had longevity. I don't think this movie would have made it the weekend. Too. I think I think so because because it, it's so. I know we're going to talk about it. Really, in but March? it was so. Okay, it, the the reviews were so mixed that I think that people would be like. Well, I gotta, I gotta see it for myself. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Also, it's PG thirteen, so like you gotta take some kids. Yeah, like, it's family friendly. I don't know. Good, mo- good movies. I mean, there are movies with mixed reviews that do well in theaters a lot, right? Like, and it also depends. I mean, again, it's so weird because it's just such a different thing. But it depends on, you know, the international release. It's, it, you know, like so because and sometimes they release the films first internationally and then you know they're. Going I to was America. so upset for that. I knew you. <laughs> I'm I'm so upset because the second you started talking about international, I was like, he's gonna say <laughs> What are you talking about? Nothing. I'm not talking about anything. What? I don't know what you mean. I I'm talking about the box office industry. I, I, James is ra- rambling. I'm talking about the box mm-hmm. office industry because, you know, just usually what happens is so, they re- they will release films oh, first no. internationally. Right. And then what happens? You know yeah, what I mean? What happens after that? I know. Yeah, before. <laughs> I, yeah. And, and, and then sometimes when they're coming to okay. America. <laughs> you say like we didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> didn't know what was going to happen. I, you guys keep cutting me off. I'm trying to finish okay, my sentence yeah, here. Sorry. Listen. Sorry. Okay, you, you, you also just took yeah, a really long yeah. pause <laughs> after the last word you said. <laughs> no, I just had a, I had a, I had a, there's saliva in my mouth. I had to swallow. Hold on. What I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to uh, say. Okay, you're hitting the twos. Right. Get me out of here. Yeah, I'm the twos I feel hard. claustrophobic in this cold <laughs> open. I need to get You got to know how a film is doing coming to America. Why could we hear the number two when you were saying what I was trying to say? Like, why did it sound, it sounded like a number two? And that's what's upsetting. Okay, we should start the show. Jonathan Raylock. James III. Drop Milligan. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. The moon to city. When he died, no one ever smiled again. Vacations were canceled. <laughs> holidays ignored. People didn't even have sex anymore. Our great king had gone away forever. Gladys Knight. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't oh, hold it, but when he... <laughs> Him, him just saying Gladys <laughs> Knight. <laughs> too much. 
It was too much. That whole sequence was the best. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> we had the captions that, on, so we knew that she was singing in funny. the background, which is messed up. But <laughs> but it just made the anticipation of the pause and then saying Gladys Knight even funnier. <laughs> oh, wow. That was great. Uh, um, for those of you listening for the first time, uh, this really awesome voice that you're like, man, that voice should be the lead of a movie, wow. um, is Jonathan Braylock. Oh, God, <laughs> this voice is Gerard Milligan. And this voice is James the Third. Wow, sounds like Morgan Freeman <laughs> to me. That's Morgan Freeman. Does it? <laughs> it sounds like Morgan Freeman to me. I don't, I don't I know. That sounds like James. No, it's me, James. James the Third. All right, Morgan. Okay, well, All right, Morgan. Right, gonna, whole I'm going to never stop. Nah, nah, nigga. I don't know this voice. You committed. <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. 2021, <laughs> um, coming to America. Guys, we are a film review podcast. We review the films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in yeah. Hollywood. Today, we are reviewing the sequel coming to America. Oh, yeah. Uh, As we've kind of already said, it's 33 years since the original. Uh, The other thing is comedy sequels. Anyway, okay. uh, Before we get into that, (laughs) this film does, of course, star Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall. Uh, Basically, everyone um, who is still alive (laughs) from the first film is in this film uh uh with the notable exception of samuel jackson who had a scheduling conflict uh but we have james earl jones uh we have uh sherry headley and i was i realized what she's been doing or what she did with her career because at first i was like where did where did she go i don't know Mm -hmm. if we talked about this but she was a star of all my children (gasps) oh wow okay that is some serious money she did 226 episodes. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is some serious um, <laughs> And then, of course, uh, starring a friend of the podcast, Jermaine Fowler, as yeah. Eddie Murphy's bastard son, as they <laughs> say. So many kept saying bastards. <laughs> um, so Leslie, Leslie Jones is in this, Tracy Morgan, Kiki Lane, Tiana Taylor. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, I mean, and then I mean so many people, uh, so many music <laughs> music stars. Um yeah. a, a lot of fun. Um, Zemo. Sorry, I'm such a fan. She was so good. Go ahead. She was she was like incredible. Yo, Michael Blackson, he was so funny to me. <laughs> when he showed up, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't keep it together. <laughs> oh. Um uh, and then also this guy that we know, Kenya Barris, uh, co-wrote the screenplay with the original Kenya. two. Oh snap, Kenya <laughs> oh, yeah. Barris! Oh, oh, Kenya shit. Barris! <laughs> um, I ain't even. Re- Damn. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and this came out uh, on Amazon, so it was going to be theatrically released last August through Paramount Pictures. However, COVID happened. They kept pushing it back. Then in November, they sold it to Amazon for $125 million. Get that money. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I wonder did any of the crew, I mean, do you think any of the cast got re-upped? Like, I wonder how that stuff works now. Like, did the cast get reimbursed because they don't make back-end deals? Anyway. Such a great question that I, 
I don't know who has the answers for that other than the people <laughs> who make those deals. But it, I know, obviously, it's been a subject of contention, especially with HBO Max. Um, they did those deals. Uh, they're going to, I mean, they have their own platform. So it's not even like they sold it to a different oh, yeah, yeah. streaming service, right? Damn, so I didn't even think about that. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a, it's definitely an interesting thing in Hollywood. It's shaking things up. Makes who knows if people are getting cut out of money that they would have made. At the other uh, other end of it, like we were saying, if this movie didn't do well in the box office, you know, like maybe it, it made it could have made a little more money than it would have. Who knows? Uh, we really can't know. And honestly, the box office won't be back to normal for another year, if ever. Uh, <laughs> but that said, we are going to review this film. It is uh, the premise. If you, first of all, if you haven't seen the original movie, I don't know what you're doing, but it's on. <laughs> we reviewed it on this podcast. It's, it's, it's on Amazon Prime, so check it out. You can watch them back to back. You could do a double feature. Oh, the budget of this movie is apparently sixty million. Okay, uh, which is not that much considering. Well, I guess it's just comedy, so maybe. It, yeah, I mean that's a, lot. that's a lot. For a <laughs> that is that's that is a lot for a comedy. Now that I'm thinking about it. Um, All them CGI animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess every animal was CGI. That yeah, was a lot, crazy. a lot of CGI. So the premise of this film is uh, Eddie Murphy is taking over as king. Uh, however, Wesley Snipes is the uh, king of a of a neighboring country that mm. yes, might next go to door, war. Yeah. <laughs> next door it literally called next wait door. is it called next, next door yeah and i couldn't remember was it called next door in the first yes. movie okay okay because yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he's um, the brother of the sister from the original yes that mm-hmm. eddie did not want to marry right still um, barking <laughs> <laughs> crazy um but eddie doesn't have a son only son can take over the throne as per the law of zumunda and then He's found. He's told that he actually does have a son, an illegitimate child. Uh, so he goes back to America to find the son to bring him back to become the ruler. Uh, that's the basic premise. All right, we are going to do initial thoughts. I think James III is going to start it off. Okay. All right. Okay. Look, here's the thing, y'all. I know I've seen the comments. I've seen the comments. And I saw the comments before I watched the movie. So who knows if I was influenced oh. by that. Mm-hmm. But I had fun, okay? I had fun. Eddie was back. Jermaine, all Eddie the people. <laughs> there was just a lot of fun to be had. I will say specific things that stood out to me. Yes, that funeral sequence. I, the funeral sequence was the highlight. So yes, that happens 20 minutes into the movie. But that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that was the highlight for me. That shit was so funny. <laughs> I couldn't believe they brought back In Vogue and Salt and Pepper. <laughs> Morgan Freeman narrated James Earl Jones's funeral. Like Dude. that is hilarious. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, you know, I I'll say this: I auditioned for Jermaine's part, um, and so you know that was hard for me to watch. But I love Jermaine; he's my friend, and he and he did a great job. Um, you know, and there was no way. There was just no way I was going to be <laughs> in this movie, but I just needed to voice that because there's a, one of the scenes is the sides. And when we get to it, I'm just going to have to talk about it a little bit. I will I will be a little critical. I needed more Eddie characters like and I needed hmm. them to be. It felt like they pulled a lot of punches. You, you, did you want did you want new ones? I didn't necessarily I didn't need new ones. 
I could mm. I could have had all callbacks, all the old ones, but it felt like they were back just doing the greatest hits instead of, I don't know, being saying something more or doing something new. Like they had a whole through line. They had a whole. This isn't even an Eddie character, okay. but they had a whole through line about hair. But they don't even do uh, what is the modern day soul glow and like what is that? Like they just didn't. So you wanted the new. You wanted the old characters back, but doing something new. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, James. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just mean like it. What when what we got from them before were like extended, fun, extended bits, right? And whereas right. this time it was like Eddie was in makeup for a little bit to come on and like say a line as these people. It's what it Remember felt I like. Used to Even, do this. Remember when I used to do this character? <laughs> you know, uh, it it, it yeah, felt like that. It felt like remember when I used was, to do yeah. this character instead of like I don't know instead of like. I don't know, find, finding more fun bits to do with them. I don't know. I don't know exactly what I what I wanted there, but it felt like it didn't feel like Eddie and Arsenio were having the same fun that they were having in the first movie. And mm. so I just wanted more opportunities for that. Even if it was, even if it was like, and then even if it's like you do have this new young cast that you're that you're spending a lot of time on, what are they doing characters too? Like have them like have Jermaine play <laughs> four different people in this movie with you or whatever, you know. But it just seemed like they could have had more fun in that realm because of what the first coming to America was. And it felt like only callbacks at times instead of like I mean, you know, yes, there was only it. callbacks. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so yeah, but I like, but I like this story that they gave for for Akeem. I thought it was nice. It it sort of dealt with g- growing up and being a father and and what happens when you change, you know. Um, and uh, and I love that everybody was back. It was like it was so great to see. I couldn't believe just John Amos was like, "Yeah, I'm back. I'll do this. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll yeah. be in a couple scenes in this movie." Um, so yeah, that's. I'll say that now, and then I'll nice. probably have more stuff to say later. <laughs> Bray, you want to go? You want me to go? Yeah, I can go next because I I think this is what it's going to be like. Because uh, <laughs> I because I, I, I I thought I you know I like I like the movie. I will say this, you know. Um, in all honesty, like my expectations were pretty low, like very low, honestly, like very, very low. Um, and that's simply because comedy sequels are almost always a bad idea. Almost always. I mean, there are very, very few comedy sequels that are great. And the ones that are almost always come a couple years after, like very, very yeah. shortly after. Um, and the reason for that is because comedy um, changes. <laughs> When you move across time, as we know, obviously we've been doing this podcast, like not just comedy, everything changes, but like what is funny in one decade is no longer funny in another decade Um, uh, for good reason, because reference points change, our social politics change, what we think is appropriate changes, just the styles of humor that we want editing styles like directing choices like so so much changes um that and people get confused because they go back and they watch older comedies and they still laugh but the but the the reality is you're going back you're watching that thing knowing it's of its time you know it's filmed of its time and generally if it's something that you've liked before you know the the nostalgia nostalgia factor shields you from all the things that you would critique if that movie if that exact same movie was made today right so it is 
to me, a near impossible feat to make a comedy sequel 30 years later and for it to be good. <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't really know how you do it. I think this movie committed to one way of do kind of sorry, it, it kind of committed to one way of doing it, which is like, let's just bring back everything that we thought was fun from the last one. We had a couple of new things here. But like, at the end of the like, it was kind of like trying to be like Force Awakens in that sense, right? Like, it's like, we're pretty yeah. much just gonna, we're gonna bring back all the people that you love. We're gonna do a lot of nods, we're gonna have some new things that like, you're like, oh, okay, like you kind of like that. But we're but we're splitting time between the old and the new, so that you don't really kind of get a fully either. You know, but it's like, if you know what you're coming into, it's like, yeah, it's fun. That that funeral sequence was, I thought was incredible. Like it was like, it was awesome to get all these, like, especially for who I mean, I am, I don't know if like younger people, because if you don't, if you're yeah. not up on those, it that meant music, nothing to it younger people. Yeah, it probably doesn't mean much to you. <laughs> that whole you know? sequence meant literally nothing. Unless your to... unless your parents love all that stuff and they and you yeah. they've had you listen to it, then you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, right? Like, because I don't know, because Gladys Knight and the Pips are older than my generation, but I appreciate Gladys Knight. Like, so, but yeah, it was it was cool to have like in Vogue and Salt and Pepper. Like, it was that was fun. And I will say this. I think it's a credit to what the movie did well that I I did want to see more of uh, Jermaine and uh, what's her name again? I'm sorry. Um, Absolutely. It's Nam Zemo. Nam Zemo. Yeah. Nam Zemo. I, I wanted to see more of them. And I think it's because they actually had a legit chemistry, especially that second scene at night when they were walking around. I was like, this is real. I'm actually really buying this kind of connection. I wanted to see probably one more scene with them to like really sell the fact that she would kind of give up everything and go. I, I know part of it was, was cause she wanted to pursue her own business dreams and that kind of thing. But it was, it was like that you were like, Oh, if we had one more scene, I would have like fully bought into this romance. I still bought into it. Cause that one scene was great. It was just, was yeah. like, we only had it, two just, scenes basically. to develop And especially a now, it's hard. It's hard to see someone be like declare love for someone at the end of a movie after you know they've only known each other for like, <laughs> you right. know, like yeah. a handful of yeah. days. Yeah, and because it wasn't the main storyline of the movie, at, as opposed to coming to America, where his main storyline is like kind of trying to find like a real love, and and so then we we get a more scenes with them, and, and so that feels a little more. It feels a little more natural. I still was kind of impressed with that. And and obviously like the we'll talk about the socio-political issues of this, you know, like um I did think by the very end of it it was like yeah, they did what they <laughs> they had to do, right? Like the outcomes of this of the film felt right. And I actually expected more kind of cringe jokes and I don't think I got that many. Again, these are it's all expectation levels. So my thing is, if you're coming into this film going like this movie is going to be as good as coming to America, then like you're probably really disappointed. But I don't know why you would. I guess that's my thing is because it's it's a comedy sequel. So, yeah, I I liked more about this movie than I didn't like um, is what I'll say. And the first one was R, right? Yeah, I and mean, the first the, one was R. Yeah, the, and yeah, the, the first yeah. one could have been PG thirteen, and they just took the F words out, and like that one topless right. scene, like it wasn't sex. Yeah, yeah, they ain't do too much. Look, man, I ain't like this movie. 
I, I'm not gonna lie. I tried to cut it off midway through, but then Rachel forced me to continue because of the podcast. I was gonna <laughs> you lie. Always, you I was always gonna lie to y'all. I was gonna lie. cut movies off midway. Through. I I legit paused it at one point, and it was like 51, 51 minutes, and I was like, "Yo, there's fifty four more minutes of this." <laughs> no, I remember wait, when, did, so, when did you when did you pause it? Do you know? I remember. Like, I was it the. I, was it the like three? Was it when they're telling him he has three tasks? To, I don't even do. remember. I, I just know I paused it at fifty-one minutes. I remember opening. I remember saying it's fifty-four <laughs> more minutes. Because the thing is, this you movie, remember the number and not I the remember scene. the number. I remember. The, I like hearing y'all talk about this. The scene, the funeral scene. I guess I remember. It. I remember thinking, "Oh, this movie." Yo, that scene like, wasn't fire. Hit me out. I was like, I. The hard part is. So I have a couple of things. I'm gonna just get mm-hmm. to it. I, I like everyone involved. I thought it was cute. I thought it was a very cute movie. Do That's I think we needed cute. to make this movie? Fuck no. Do I oh, think no, I need to watch not. this movie again? Fuck no. Do I do I need to know this movie exists? Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> My thing about it is, it's like, I didn't know who it was for. I didn't know what it was for the people who are like 40s, 50s who liked it. Because again, I'm looking at In Vogue. I'm looking at Gladys Knight. I'm looking at Salt and Pepper. So I'm like, who? Who is this for? But then I'm looking at people like Ro Timmy and like Tiana Taylor. I'm like, so is okay, we're trying to bridge the gap. Got it. Then I'm like, we're doing the too, gap. but then I'm like, we're doing too much. I'm like, the beauty of the first one is the first one is literally to for me, I consider that a rom-com. It is a romance movie with jokes. Romance is one. Eddie is the straight person in that for the most time when he's like Prince Hakeem. Like it's a comedy with a couple jokes. And the thing to me, the reason why I work so much is because the love is important. He comes there. He's fantasizing over this woman. He's fucking it up. And it's like the jokes come in spurt of like the love that we care about. This movie needed to focus on either one or two things. Focus on Jermaine and his love with the hairdresser. Or to me personally, I would even lose those characters completely and just focus on the daughter because the daughter had the biggest thing to go with. It's like this daughter who literally is smarter than the king, who can fight better than the king, whose wardrobe is fire, mind you. I mean, the wardrobe like, for everybody was fire, man. Oh my God. I was like, this Ooh. is great. And then also we hear her talk about like wanting to be like, you know, want her to be the queen at the beginning. Once Jermaine uh-huh. comes in, like we see her scowl, not like him. Then they have that brief moment with the lion and it's like, I guess I can't be mad at you, but then we still don't get her agency. She ends up beating the big bad at the end. Yeah. I don't like, I'm, I'm going to say this personally. I did audition for Jermaine's part as well, but watching this movie, I don't think you needed it. I don't need him. Also, this movie hinges on an assault joke. The whole movie is a goddamn. Rachel couldn't let it go. And I was like, no, really? And she was like, we played it back. I was like, yo, this, and no one addresses it. This movie was made by old men. Well, it's, I mean that, it's, a, it's a man. A man was assaulted, so that's okay. But we don't even <laughs> like. But literally, I, no one even but, right. That's no. The, that's true. That's, but, our but current even, culture is: if it's a man who's assaulted, it's okay. But they didn't even use it as a joke. It wasn't even like it wasn't even like Eddie being like, uh, uh, you know, man. He, yeah, yeah, he he it, didn't he didn't take it at he like he like acknowledged it but like there was no trauma process like, through that. Leslie's like, yeah. they, made it, no. they made it about semi they and, made it about semi instead of the action but not only they made yeah. it out semi like his entire family like his wife and his daughters were mad at eddie murphy even though 
he was assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, not, it, nobody ever recognized, like, it's not, and, and it, and it, it, couldn't have been. it couldn't have been, it's a comedy. Also, <laughs> you didn't need to do it. How they set it up was like, oh, we was out, we were stressed, like, we weren't finding the queen, we were drinking. I was like, oh, shit, you about to just be lit. I Like, you people make lit mistakes. You could have hooked up with this random woman. I thought that didn't too. I up. thought that too. But like she assaulted you, bro, and then we didn't. Yo, well, for real, for real. This, this to me. Okay, yeah. And I'm gonna say this, and I, and this is hard because you know it is what it is, but whatever. Like this is what happens when older people do things to a modern audience unchecked. Period. This reminds me of Shaft. Should have been checked. Was not. This movie should have been checked. And it's like I'm not. I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's like if you would have asked just a nigga under forty, hey man, is this okay? Someone would have said, hey, bruh, no. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Ask us. <laughs> Nigga, we work for you. Ask. <laughs> like, I don't know. Man. It, was, it felt wrong. It, honestly, once that joke hit, it felt wrong. The whole movie felt wrong to me. Mm-hmm. I just, I was not on board. At that point, I was like, I can't do it. And I could be sensitive, but also I'm like, I don't think assault's funny. So, uh, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Like, it wasn't made, this movie wasn't made... It, Pro woke era. It was made during the woke era. Whatever, man. Yeah, Y'all gonna have me. I'm about to get canceled from Hollywood. Well, you know, what? I can't. I can't get away. So fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> you can't cancel somebody who let's, thinks that something should be canceled. <laughs> listen, let's do it. You can't I'm cancel a canceler. Well, yeah, I don't know if we want to talk about this. That part of it now. Should, do you want to talk about that now? Because that is like a. It's, it's the, like it's a separate. The, it, it is the movie. It is the, I mean, the whole movie would not exist if yes, seriously, yes, it's the justification they Jermaine. use, right? Why? It's the justification they use, but the movie doesn't treat it as they 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 just yeah, use they don't it treat as a it joke with the weight that it deserves, mm-hmm. right? Right, because it's like basically, I mean, you just you understand, like logically, you understand how they got to that point because they were like, okay, we don't want to betray the character, the Eddie character from coming to America, you know who. Who, who swore that he did not have sex with anybody else. And so how could he possibly have an illegitimate son? Oh, well, the only way to do it is if he was like, you know, just high or something. Um, yeah. The thing but is, like, had he been, I agree with Drew. I was feeling the same thing Drew was feeling. I thought was they gonna were going to be like, he just got too drunk right. <laughs> and well, see, actually this is slept thing with someone and he just didn't can know. I just, can ecstasy. I just, all right. Do something. Right. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, he did. I mean, he had like weed, right? I don't know, but like <laughs> whatever weed, it was, nigga? That, weed, how <laughs> weed that made him hallucinate. <laughs> well, here, weed. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will say this though. I mean, it's not. I, I hear what you're saying, and that's also because of how our culture, our culture, deals with sex and alcohol. But the actual like reality of it is if somebody was so if if they were both wasted it's a little different but if if he was so wasted that he didn't remember and she wasn't that's still assault you know what i mean right like, but exactly but exactly but like but but they could have done that like they could, they could have, have had done, just both like, of them wasted everybody was drinking like like simmy was there that the whole point of that night was for them to find somebody and that's what it could have it could have been exactly that though. Like he, he yeah. just is so drunk that he doesn't remember, but everybody was drunk and he was, and he had a connection right. with somebody and they went home together. And then that's it, you know, like or later, could well, have been later Leslie could have apologized, be like, Hey, bro, that was my well, wild times. I'm so, like, someone could, for sure. could have a throwaway line for all I give a shit about. Yeah. No, but, and, and again, again, it's look, 
I am I'm sure 10 years from now uh, that joke will be looked on differently than it is today in this very moment. I understand that there are a lot of people who are upset with that uh, upset with that joke now. But it they were I think they thought they were able to get away with it and they kind of are to some extent because of the way that our because it's a dude because like think about it like this again and i i think leslie jones is very funny like i i I am pro her career but if you think about it one of the ways in which she got famous right one of her her kind of big thing was like being on snl weekend update and constantly making very aggressive sexual advances on colin jose in this way that we're all like it's kind it's funny but it is like if it was, if the genders were swapped, it would not be funny. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, yeah. it would feel very, it would feel way too aggressive and, and very sexual harassment. I mean, she is like, the joke is that she's sexually harassing Colin Jost, right? Like yeah. that's yes. her, her recurring, <laughs> recurring that's bit. a recurring yeah. bit, you know? And we think it's funny. I mean, look, it's a weird power dynamic thing, uh, you know, because men do still have the power in the society. So so we don't we just don't look at it the same way for and i understand it but it is kind of this thing of like okay but there are actual like men who do get assaulted in this way and that's and that isn't really a laughing matter especially uh, and then like they're kind of silenced more by Mm -hmm. movies like this that kind of make a light of it or you know whether it's like anyway Anyway, and then it also, a, you, it also like it also goes back to I don't know if this is even the same thing or if we even have time to talk about this, but like Simi in the first movie was like telling Homegirl that he was a prince and she was like having sex with him because she thought he was a prince and then he went and that wasn't true. Right, I mean, right. like where's the dark skin sister? You know, yeah, it's a that's a that's a different. Where look. is she at? Also, <laughs> that whole movie. Yo, I love coming to America. So I don't even want to talk about it. But when I think about how that movie treats that. Oh, where is the actress actress at? Also, wait, I want to say one good thing about this movie so people don't think I'm just shitting on it. Wesley Snipes is the motherfucking man. Like, I need it. (sighs) Honestly, I was like, I remember saying out loud, I was like, yo, if this movie puts a scene with Wesley Snipes, Tracy Morgan, and Michael Blackson, I'm here for it. I never got it, but I was, I was like, I was like, please give me Tracy and I mean, I'm a Wesley because Wesley was when Wesley walked into the room, bro, with his little move and dance. I was like, my man, he's so funny. (laughs) He's He's so funny, man. He also he also stole the show in in Dolomite too. In Dolomite, when he's like, what is this? Like, I was like, I don't know what's happening with his fingers, his finger acting in Dolomite. (laughs) Yo, we gotta write somebody. We got we gotta get. Let's see, just a straight up comedy, bro. Action comedy, heavy. But yeah, that's my that's my initial thoughts. Um, if you're if you're if you're listening to this and you're like wondering, should I go watch this movie? You've heard three of us. Could you watch the trailer or just go to, you know, watch some clips online? Well, again, maybe just watch, you know, go with whatever the expectations are. Mine was low, like, Bray. You know, you wanna mine was so mine was so low. Fair enough. Like for real, because I was like, yo, I it's hard. It, like you just, it's hard to do a sequel to a comedy, which is yeah. why I respect everybody who's a part it's of so Bridesmaids. And I know they, they're sticking to it for right now. It could change. They're like, no, we don't want to do that again because it's too hard. This movie. Hey, man, let's wait another, let's wait oh another 20 years and see where they. 
or or fifteen or whatever Honest, it is. Honestly, I would watch that. <laughs> I would I would watch the like the like twenty years later Brides Maids movie. Just, I would watch just, that. Let me just divorce. <laughs> yeah. Divorce maids. Uh, the getaway. <laughs> I'm, um, no, but yeah, man, you know, this movie was, was fun. I mean, it was it. fine. It was, it, if you are at home on a Sunday, you got some kids over or something, pop this baby on. And it's, it was black. You know what? It was a lot of black people. The outfits look fire. This movie was and black as that. hell. Even though, you know, the writers technically weren't black. And, you know, I don't think the director was black. But you know what? The people on the no. screen was black. But, the, but- the costume yes. designer was black. Maybe the people who produced it, maybe they, maybe they weren't black. All the music, the music was well, black Eddie as Murphy hell. Hey man, yeah, Eddie Murphy productions. Black, we don't always see that in front of a movie. That was nice. It was, it was filmed at, um, it was filmed at Tyler Perry. Okay. Studio. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll just, I just want to say this because Jarrah said the movie was cute. Um, I was talking to my. So I, this is why I, I think, think I, this cute. is another reason why I think the movie would have made money if it would have came out in in theaters. I I brought up that I had to watch it for the, for the podcast to my in laws. I'm saying with my in laws right now, and they're all they're both in their seventies. One of them is Chinese, and the other is uh, is Jewish. It's a Jewish white man, and they were both like, "Oh my god, yes, uh, we're gonna, we, yes, let's watch it." And it surprised me that they wanted to watch it. And but of course, Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy is, you know, he's a superstar. Um, uh, so we so we wa- we watched it together, um, but then afterwards I, I told him like what the criticism was, and he was like, "Yeah, it's a fluff movie." Like that was his. He was like, "It certainly pulled every mm-hmm. punch." <laughs> like he felt the he felt the same way. Like they but liked did he it, like, but, but he, did he like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He liked it, but he was like, "Yeah, this movie was like a fluff movie." It was just like, "Hey, we're still here." It was how was his was his? Oh, <laughs> hey, we're still here. Of course, review. and like let's be okay. So here's my. I mean not to get into like the final thoughts already, but it just feels like, you know, this is what Hollywood is doing right now. And I don't like it, but also it's what Hollywood is doing. So of course, black people should be able to do it too. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly. So why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eats something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earning.com slash T-O-S for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. 
This episode is brought to you by the new Disney Plus original series, American Born Chinese. Based on the graphic novel by Jean Luen Yang, American Born Chinese tells the story of an average teenager that becomes entangled in a battle with Chinese mythological gods. This star-studded cast includes Academy Award winners Michelle Yeoh and Ki Hoi Kwan, plus Daniel Wu, Jim Liu, and Ben Wang. American Born Chinese, premiering May 24, exclusively on Disney Plus. Priceline presents. Go to your happy price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to sixty percent off select hotels to Costa Rica or five star hotels for two star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline. dot com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I- I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast "Smartless" on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing! Welcome to, to Smartless. Don't miss our new series "Smartless" on the road, streaming May twenty third only on Max. Subscription required. All right, let's just get into it, right? So this this we must. this movie it starts. We're back in Zamunda. You know, it looks. Very similar. I mean, it was like CGI, but it was like, mm-hmm. oh man, they really got the same kind of look going. And well, I mean, we do. I just remember the funeral scene. We get to it when, like, pretty quick. We, Eddie's still the prince, you know. James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones is still alive, and he hates Simi. That's a new update I love. Him actually taking shots at Simi. Yeah. And, and okay, another thing: is it me or do we not feel like we saw enough Arsenio Hall? Okay, let me stop. I, I'm gonna stop. Like, where was the? Who was the movie about? Again, we didn't see again. enough. Uh, we didn't see wow. enough Arsenio Hall, but I also we feel did. like we didn't see enough. Um, same. I also same. feel like we didn't see enough Eddie, but we because because Arsenio plays uh, Baba in the in the in the opening, and and so yeah. he's in he's in a bunch of scenes as that character. I I, I um, disagree that we didn't see enough Arsenio Hall. I thought we saw the perfect amount that it should be, which is mm. not that much because this movie isn't not about him and if you're going to have new characters which they did you need to cut back on anyway that's that's my thing that, but people always say that and this is the, the this is why movies come out like this is because they know that there are two audiences they know that they're the audiences who are like i don't care about anything new just give me the old stuff and there are audi- other audiences yeah. like okay if you're going to do a sequel i want to see something new like justify why you're doing this and so they always go straight down the middle that mm-hmm. doesn't satisfy either of them, but both of them can be like, well, they did have this part, and the other person be like, well, they did have that part. And that's what this right. movie did. <laughs> it's funny, because thinking that's back exactly to... what it did. <laughs> Bro, like, you brought up... Um, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. And I started thinking about Force Awakens, thinking about Creed, thinking about Jurassic World. They all kind of rehash the same story. But uh, now that Jurassic I'm thinking World, about yes. it, but now I'm thinking about it, 
the the new characters bring like basically what you're saying is like Arsenio right. wouldn't have been in that much, but the new characters were the forefront. And to me, the new characters didn't have enough fun. Like to me, Jermaine Fowler is fucking hilarious. Did Jermaine Fowler have a lot of funny lines in this? I don't think no. so. He had funnier no, he, lines he, at the no. outtakes at the end. And I was like, where was this? <laughs> where was this? Literally one time it wasn't in the movie because he was doing an homage to Eddie's bit. And Eddie was like, that's my thing. What bit? What bit <laughs> so, was it? so it didn't get in the movie because it was like, I got the hairs. After oh, yes. I'm holding yes. the whiskers. Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's literally, I was like, why is that That should have been in the movie. But that not being in the movie is a part of the problem with the movie of like, Okay, I don't want to. I'm not going to. No, I agree. I just think it should have been if we're doing this thing of passing it. Jermaine should have had a lot of stuff. Tracy could have had more, or the two of them should have been together. Like if Tracy's going to be Jermaine's Simeon, like I got to see the two of them rocking more. Like it just didn't feel like they they let those guys let loose a little bit. I don't know. No, no, they didn't because they were supporting characters. Look, at the end of the day, this movie it was still it was Eddie Murphy's movie. It's funny that you guys are like, well, Eddie Murphy wasn't in the movie enough, which I guess I understand from a certain point of view because they were trying to cram a lot of other stuff in there there are so many characters but because of that it's like the pace of this movie is kind of strange because in the beginning it's all about eddie we like first of all we don't see jermaine fowler for the first 25 minutes i didn't clock it but like we don't see him until after that funeral sequence yeah right so it's at Um, least 25 30 minutes yeah yeah so it's like you know where it's like kind of like catching us up it's like let's do the fun stuff again of like seeing how rich they are you know what i mean and james earl yeah like the, the king still hates semi and uh <laughs> just kill him that shit was funny that was funny to me right uh, um yeah all of that so then we hilarious. get the we get the intro of uh of uh wesley snipes first off um, i'm sorry his intro man, <laughs> where is the spinoff like for real, for real. Give me the spinoff. I will whatever. watch it. Because the thing about his movie could be a comedic take on um like every time you see one of these like stereotypical like African warlords or whatever, like you could have that movie be about Wesley and just like have fun in that world. You know what I mean? Like his daughter, Tiana Taylor, is jacked, beautiful. His son, yeah. Ro- um, Roti, is so silly, light skinned. It's like everything. The movie's they, called so The King Next Dorian. <laughs> I'm here for it, man. I'm here for it. I'm here. Like, think nice. about how the moves. You got Rick Ross already over that joint chilling. Michael Blackson is his like speaker, Bruh, Come on. I swear, when Michael Blackson said the inspiration for Mufasa, <laughs> that was that's funny for him to say that. Essentially, two James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! Just the way this nigga walks, is and then, and then afterwards, we saw in the in the outtakes that he was just saying other shit. And I was just like, and Cat was like, he probably said way more. The midnight train to George. <laughs> no, he looked like he was. He's the midnight train to George. He is the midnight train to George. Um, <laughs> that was that was funny. Yeah, this whole opening stuff. It was like it I'm was fun. It. it was like. You know, we got it. Uh, you know, it maybe took a, a little long, but it's you know whatever. It did, so we and s- it was and it was all no Bray, no Bray. I needed, I needed all that. It was all a bunch of just like greatest hits. Like uh, McDowell's is in Zamunda now, you know, and like yes. and let's hit Louis the McDonald's thing here. even harder. <laughs> right, they had the McDowell's. 
it's true. They brought everything back because the the uh, uh, the one. So the one new thing was the character that I I'm I think that was Eddie right playing the like kind of witch doctor. I think that was, think that, was no, that was Arsenio. That was Arsenio. That was Arsenio. Okay. I thought it was Eddie too, but I just looked it up and it was it was Arsenio. I knew, but as Arsenio got, um, I know, but I kept going back to. Um, grandma and nutty professor and i was like this could be oh, eddie <laughs> like i even need that voodoo dude but i was here for it whatever yeah i, I like the you... characters I, the thing is i think i'm with james now i think i needed maybe not necessarily the same characters from the before but like maybe like them popping up in new ways or like yeah jermaine or you know maybe i would have wanted different characters i think that yeah if it if you are gonna do it here's the thing they were they had to make a choice and they because but the thing is i will say like I, the baba the like witch doctor character like i wasn't a huge fan of and so in that sense i was like actually maybe it was better that they just stuck with these older characters yeah. because if you do new characters here's the thing about it here's the thing that was the, the here's the other thing that was fun about it they were playing like you know the eddie was eddie as um akeem was coming to america and seeing america kind of like through new eyes but he was a black person yeah. seeing it through new eyes right mm-hmm. as opposed to a white person but he got to go he's like oh this is the barber shop this is the like kind of gospel preacher who's like very shady mm-hmm. you know this is the like soul artist like so they were seeing so it, it was like a different thing whereas if they were going to do a bunch of new characters, then I guess it would have made sense to have a bunch of like, kind of like whatever African country stereotype characters that they were doing, which is like what the witch doctor was. But there, I think there was a way in which it was like, well, we're not even from this place. And like, are we just making fun? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just the, you know what I mean? The comedy of that just isn't exactly right. Yeah. I don't think they had to, yeah, I get it. I don't think they need to be stereotypical, but I also just think like, you know, Jermaine, we're doing the reverse, right? So like as Jermaine is walking around, um, you know, the castle, maybe like, maybe not his hairdresser, but maybe like the person who gives him his outfits is Eddie in a costume or, you know, he has to deal with that, um, the, the, the doctor, like he has to deal with that person a little bit more. It's like, I just feel like maybe you didn't need to play up stereotypes, but you could have had a little bit more fun with just like some of the tropes. <laughs> for sure. And again, I wanted to see Jermaine put it. I think, I think the hardest part for me is like knowing how funny Jermaine is. I feel like he didn't get to have fun in coming to America. I, and I, it's hard I, yeah. to like. I think he had as much fun as he could. But yeah, I, yeah, I, as I, he do, could, yeah. I think he like, I think it was like, it was weird because okay well i mean we whatever we don't we can just jump around like basically when we get to him it takes a while for it for you to even understand what the kind of who this guy is Mm -hmm. and like also what the comedic persona is like because at first it's like especially because of his hair Mm -hmm. like he looks like a dork right so he comes in and you're like oh so is this dude like kind of just like a nerdy like a nerdy black dude who like who like can't win in life you know kind of thing like that's the like that first scene with tracy morgan is kind of the sense that i got but then he like stands up to the person uh uh what's his name uh and colin jost oh oh wait sorry that was colin jost Yeah, yeah. What yeah. a cool callback, though. <laughs> I thought that was the guy from Workaholics. Yeah, that was a cool. That, that was, was a cool, cool callback, callback too. 
Yeah, yeah, that 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 was a cool. Call he was back. the Mortimer. He was Mortimer's like um, son. Is that who he was? Like, um, yeah, he he was right. he was like my father, <laughs> but then gestured. To, that was a great callback and a funny scene between them. But I felt like a slightly different character than the guy I literally just saw. In the totally different room. energy, and they were, and they, and this kept happening because, yeah. and I think it's because of how the character was written. Like there are like clearly moments where they were like, just go off or like, you know, or like, or like, we'll do, we'll do a little bit of banter. And like this scene, this scene is a funny scene that you have. So there's jokes in it, you know, but then, but then that would go away, you know? Yeah. Because then once he got to Zamunda, then it was like his character became just like a mama's boy. But like, 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 Oh yeah. yeah. It was like, it was like, first it was like, mama's boy who like everything he's like look ma like ma 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 and then when he got his hair due then it was just like swag like dude from the hood like i was like wait i mean it's hard because i think they did like even that scene at the i think the audition scene is the scene when he first shows up with tracy and it's funny because that part that tracy got i thought was gonna be somebody young i thought it was gonna be like two young people a thousand percent thought it was a young um, dude. I thought it was two young people. And I was like, oh, this is Tracy Morgan. But it's interesting because I think the problem is, is that honestly, and it's and I, I don't think this is Jermaine's fault. I think like again, no, like they didn't not. know who he, they wanted him to be because the thing is, they were using him and his mother to like push the daughter to be like, I can't believe these people right. are the ones. It would have been different if he would have still been that quiet, unsure of himself dude that like doesn't know if he can be king. Like that is a different person than the person who's inept. And I'm like, at that point, yeah. can we still root for the daughter if she's hating on a dude who is inept? Which to me keeps saying, you don't need both of these people because we don't have enough time to flesh out either one. Like, I don't know anything about the daughter. I just know like she trained, she wants to be um, um, queen. She gets zero right. jokes. I don't remember right. her really saying too much outside of the outside of the scene with Jermaine and then the one with It's Westy. also tough because they have three daughters. Like, it, it would have mm-hmm. been maybe even different if there was just one daughter. You might have had just a little bit more time, but because there was... Right. Not that they, they were trying to the play other up two, that, but yeah. They were trying to play up that he, he, he you know... kept trying didn't, and couldn't get a kept son. Kept trying and didn't, never got a son. Right, yeah. 100%. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's tough. Like, this movie is... It's, it's trying to do a... It's trying to do a lot. And so... It's all, it's all, it's, it is kind of like a house of cards a little bit where it's like, you gotta just kind of any, any poking at it will make everything kind of collapse. Um, But it's a tough, it's a tough task because you're, you're, again, you're trying to appease a bunch of different things. It takes time to do all those callbacks and they did all of them. And you not only I mean? and this is a this is a thing that this is a problem that I have with with some sequels um, is they did, I think, two or maybe three moments where they would do flashbacks to actual uh, scenes, yeah, oh, yeah. Act, actual footage from the first movie. And I I generally don't like that. But I but I but I brought it up out loud while we were watching it and everybody else was like no they had to because it's been 30 years and like people just won't remember <laughs> I was like, oh, I but- 100% think they were uh, doing that to remind people to either remind people what happened in the first movie or tell new people who never saw the first movie right. what happened in the first movie 100% right. stuff like this doesn't get to happen where like 
I just want to bring this up on on this podcast, but like when we oh we've already done this because we talked about glass, right? We talked about glass, right? On this yeah, podcast, yeah, 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 we have the the like the fact that they had actual footage that they didn't use when they shot Unbreakable that they were able to. It's like you know that's the only time I like <laughs> the use of footage from another movie. It's like oh you even though I had seen all those scenes because they it was in like the the dvd of it, you know but it's like to do flashbacks that's just a movie that i have already seen it's like if someone hasn't seen it it's there it's on them <laughs> it's on them to watch this movie it's not on you writing this movie to be like let's show a quick flashback of this other scene i just i hate when stuff mm, like that happens because there's all this other even though it didn't happen even though it probably only took up three minutes of the movie probably <laughs> at, at yeah. most I, it didn't three minutes is all. a lot of time it didn't bother me until i was like it was the reconstructed face <laughs> yes because because arsenio looked fine but when it got to eddie i was like what the, what happened well that I, was that was digital uh, de-aging for but for they sure. did it for what I mean for Arsenio too though in the same scene yeah but Eddie has gained a, a little bit more weight than Arsenio has and that's why it looked oh. that, I mean that it candidly that is why uh, <laughs> that is why Arsenio. Eddie looks weirder because he is he has a a, a wider face than he used to have uh, so it okay, looked okay. odd because I was like I, I remember being like yo alright Arsenio looks they did this alright and then I was like oh but not Eddie and that's the only reason they did it alright was he you know his face is close to his face still pretty physically alright well similar. that's a- that's a good reason for all of us to not gain weight in our faces. Yeah. Yep. Don't gain weight in your face. <laughs> I already have. My my father-in-law actually said to me that when he first met me, he thought something was wrong with me because of how thin my face was. Wow. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> uh, and, and, but now I've gained weight in my face. And so I'm, so you know, so now, my face your, is filled out. You're a regular person now. He feels, my face is filled, and, now, and now I'm normal. And now I'm not a weird ghost creature. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now you're not, now you're not slender, man. Oh, um, so, but I, I know what you, I definitely know what you mean. I do think that because they were trying to do so much, it was tough. I, but here's the thing. I don't know what is the daughter's, what's a full story for the daughter with Eddie Murphy still having to be the lead of the film, which I feel like at the end of the day, I he was always do, going I, to be. I think you do the same thing. That she with, goes to America? Something like that. Like you try to do a love story with her and she, it could still end with her like, I don't need to get married or whatever kind of, you know, mm-hmm. thing they were trying to do by not doing a a, a, a love story with her. Um, like it didn't have to be about a son at all, you know? Yeah, right, right. If, if, if we're son. thinking about what Jarrah's talking yeah, about. I, of I like, just don't or think if it was going to be about a son, don't make it like about... I don't know. It was tough. It was tough. It, it was too much happening to me. It's like, all right, if 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 Eddie is about to become king and he was supposed to be the guy who's supposed to change things, like his wife says in the movie, he could have been the the lead by refusing to change things because he's like, I just I just got here. I like I can't do this and break like they already are trying to assassinate me. Right. And then we see the daughter have to like prove herself and why she's qualified for the job to me is, is a very simple thing we could see her i mean that is the movie that we got technically <laughs> we, but i kept thinking she was gonna like she was gonna get the whiskers and like she was gonna like they, it seemed like they set up all this stuff for like jermaine to show up and just be trash and like and not be good and then i kept waiting for them to like actually do a blood test and be like oh he's not <laughs> yeah. he's not like there was all this stuff that could have happened story-wise that like co- that i think could have involved that daughter more I kept waiting for more stuff with her, you know. Here's the um, thing, though. That, but, that's but they the, just didn't do. 
I didn't know anything about this movie, but just from the fact that I knew you guys had just auditioned for it and then the, the trailers and the stuff, like I didn't know the daughter existed until I started watching the oh, film. I didn't either. So, I didn't either. Yeah. When so it, she's like not the, in the, she wasn't in any of the side. It seems like the main part was going, was going to be Jermaine and he just, his character played less of a role than I thought. And then you had this other daughter subplot that did make it go. Well, now it's hard for me to like, not like Jermaine's character, but it's hard for me to root for him because he's there's taken this other thing that feels, yeah. that feels messed yeah. up. And, and it's not his fault though. Like I liked that scene. I did actually like that scene between those two where he was like, you're mad. You've mad at me the whole time, but like, it's not my fault. You know what I mean? That like yeah. our, our dad went and had me, you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. my fault. And that's so real. And there is like, um, you know, there was a part of me that liked that because like, I don't know, like my, so, like not to get too personal, but like I, my, there's a part of my black family that like, there are half brothers, you know, there are like cousins that we didn't know about, like things that like this kind of happen where you're just like, oh, like you're actually related to these people. And then you're like, you're like getting along with people you know in a sense they're like oh like i I haven't known you my whole life and like now we're like family you know what i mean you are my brother (laughs) right so it is a strange kind of it is that kind of strange thing and so there was something about that that i kind of that i liked and i liked how it ended like i liked the fact that we were able to like both of those characters that we were able like jermaine was able to find courage or whatever and like be his own person and also not want to stand in the way of his sister and his sister was able to take over, you know, that's cool. It was just that it was like the, the B plot of the movie. Right. And because it was the B plot of the movie, but it was a complicated story. It didn't feel substantial. So it was like, I liked the ideas, but, but, but because they had to just re recount like the barber scene and that scene and that scene, it's like, yeah. we didn't, we, we I'll just say it. this didn't bother me too much. So like, so I know I'm talking about all these different things that they could have done and, and didn't do. It didn't bother me too much that we didn't get a lot of the daughter and we didn't get a lot of, a lot of Jermaine by the end of it, because it felt like I, I generally in sequels dislike when when a character fully loses their their way in the in the in the sequel, like and like is is completely throwing away what they what they learned from the first one or what they were wow. going after for the first one. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I didn't it didn't bother me in this was because thirty years had passed and he had tried to have a son and and was dealing with <laughs> and was like dealing with like you know what what his what his legacy was supposed to be so this was the one thing about it being 30 year, years later that that it actually worked for me that there was this that that he had changed and like and wasn't putting love first i was just going to say that i like that too because of what it represents of the like boomer generation it's very real yeah. like mm-hmm. they did they were when they were young, like not all of them, obviously I'm generalizing, but a lot of them were when they were young, felt like they were radicals, felt like they were, they were a part of all these different movements and things like that. And were like, screw the system, blah, blah, blah. And then the eighties happened. And then so many of them conformed to the system and they saw themselves 30 years later, not being like literally doing the same thing that their parents did. You know what I mean? Like, so there was something to that, that actually was kind of cool. Absolutely. I don't think I necessarily loved the way the 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 moment in which Akeem 
finally decides to choose love and like the way that they do this story wise, like like what actually happens. But I but I do like the way that they put these pieces together um that it it didn't that didn't bother that didn't bother me too much once i realized like this was the movie that i was getting you know um even though there were these things that i was like oh, i would have liked to have seen x y and z um you know i just think that like bec- because they were trying to tell this particular story with akeem and trying to do this thing this 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 woke thing of like um, you know, <laughs> why are you so thinking about the, the man and the fruit of your loins and whatever, you know, like let your child is bred for this. Let her, let her take, take this position. You know, um, I, I, it didn't bother me too much. I did think that joke was funny when it, uh, <laughs> when they go to the barbershop and they're just doing that bit and they're like, yeah, you can't even do this anymore. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You can't just inappropriately touch yes. a woman whenever you want. Yes. <laughs> Man, I, that the delivery was so of that, funny. The delivery I'm, of it I'm was so very I'm so sorry funny. you can't <laughs> okay. touch okay. a woman against her will at your whim. <laughs> at your whim, yeah, that's what it was. It's hard. Was great. It's hard. Because go, go ahead. Even with that joke, it's like we still heard the jokes. So you still, so you still got the joke. Yeah, you still well, get the I, inappropriate joke. And then the inappropriate joke gets called out. It's like yeah. it's like if someone's like, "Hey, man," it's oh, like, "Hey, no offense." And if someone says the thing, and it's like, "Hey, but I said, but I said no offense before I said the jump." It's like I feel yeah. again. I it's hard because for me, the barbershop scene is the only thing I was looking forward to. Like I was like, "This is the best." Like this is the shit. You know what I mean? Like this is the shit. And I do feel like one. I think is right. It's hard to like force him back to go visit that barbershop again. Like I mean. That scene was tough. I, I I don't know, man. I I don't think I should talk. I'm just disappointed by everything. Like I like it's hard for me to be like, it's hard for me to sit here and think about any good part of the movie because there's so many things I'm like, I get what you were trying to do, but it also feels like you didn't need to do it. Wait, wait, but yeah. I guess I'm confused by that because that's how it is in most comedy. You you show the thing that is because I don't think they were expecting and people to comment on it. Yeah. Because I don't think they were expecting people to laugh from him saying, you know, you can't even squeeze. Only only in the sense of like, man, of course, an old person would say something freaking insane like this. And then you call them out. I don't know. And then you call out what that behavior is. But I guess they weren't. I don't know. They weren't that type of people. Okay. Here's my thing. It'd be different. Yes, they in were. the old barbershop joint. What, <laughs> yeah, I think they, did they were. They say a lot of stuff were, about women. Crass, weren't they? They were crass and always said. Did the, they say a bunch of stuff about women in the first they, one? Well, they well, well, I don't. I don't. I actually I do not think, remember it record, specifically. I don't think these bar. Yes, I think they were reckless, but I don't think these barbers, even in the past one, because it came on. I watched it on like it was edited, but I watched it on like VH1 last night, and it's like they weren't just say, out here saying. Literally, the whole thing was. You can get you a respectable woman. You get you get you good. Yeah, man, they got the good church women down at the church. The church is doing the thing. Like they, I don't remember them being disrespectful to women in the first one. And, and forgive me if they were. So to me, yeah. to have these dudes say disrespectful things for Eddie to be like, you can't do that. Yes, you can't do that. But also, these dudes weren't the dudes who did that. So I'm like, why? Right. But what somebody would have, uh, I mean, right? I mean, like maybe, sexual chocolate would have, right? And the and the and the and the uh, um. I'm about to the, yeah, yeah, the, please, the please, pastor please. would have right, like Reverend. Brown. I mean, I think, I think the, I think yes, I think the pastor would have. But even sexual, like even, even, um, 
Randy Watson. Yeah. It's like in the it's like in the barbershop they're talking about like people getting shot and and killed and they're like doing some like witty he calls him Kunta like, Kente and yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> observation about it. My thing is when they when they check when they right. check the dude in the chair who good for him for getting a joke in on um coming to America. The 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 guy getting his cut when he talks about like the the kid the skinny kids and stuff I'm like that joke that Checking that joke makes sense to me because that is a joke that they all perpetuate yeah. in the barbershop, you know. But again, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm just being nitpicky. So, like, you know, uh, it, it just felt it just felt like it felt like an older comedic writer who cannot co- comedic writers who are now are not allowed to say jokes they would have said are commenting on it. And yeah. that, it felt like that, not the characters. Yeah, right. I don't disagree. I wanted, I wanted, I, uh, I was talking with my father-in-law about this afterwards. I was like, I think, I was like, I think they went to the barbershop twice in the first movie. And he was like, it might have been three times. And and then I was thinking maybe it was just that the scenes were longer. Like yeah. you just sat in those, whatever conversation they were having, we were just in there for longer and we dealt with that. And we got to, we got to hear them do barbershop commentary on stuff that we didn't get as much. We kind of, we kind of got one bit and then we were out, you know, um, which again was my, it, that's my, that's my overarching issue with the character stuff. Like I just would have liked to have sat in that for longer, but I know we, we couldn't because we were juggling those other they things. They did the barbershop scene at least three times. I'm, in the I'm first one? Now. In the, fir- in the first one. In the, f- in the first one. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. they were, oh no, four times. Four times. Wow. Four times. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm going to be able to watch every single one of these. Anyway, I don't know. But the the two that I watched so far, they were talking about they were talking about sports, so it was a little it wasn't uh, them talking about yes. women. I can't remember if they if they if they talked about women, but I know that the other characters did, like the Reverend did, and then even during the Reverend scene, they decided to cut to Jermaine and um and Marimbe so that uh, so that we didn't have to hear him being demeaning yeah, to women yeah. while he was while he was giving his church service. Um, yeah, man. I, you know what it is? I yeah. think I think I think the woke era has t- tainted me from this. I don't. It's just like even I'm thinking about it right now. It's like this isn't for me. Like um, I I don't I don't think it. Like even thinking about that scene, this is just right. This is just now not. I for don't me. think that well, that's it's wrong. It's funny because the barber. It's like even if the barbers didn't do this, like. The movie itself, like the first coming to America movie, there is a there is a lot of like sexist, 100%. somewhat sexist mm-hmm. humor. You know what I mean? They literally um, do a a runner of like this is a bad woman, this is a bad woman, mm-hmm. this is a bad woman. Oh, you can't date that woman, like <laughs> which we got a callback to the rapping ones. A the couple rap, callbacks the rapping to. sisters came back. I can't believe the they came back. That was so cool. funny. I love that. <laughs> I don't know, they came back to rap. In sexual chocolates, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't tell whether or not it was. A f- I'll be truly honest. I couldn't. I did laugh, and I don't know if it was offensive. But when he said, when he was like, "Yeah, my grandson," wait, was it? Did he say grandson to granddaughter? And then he was like, "Yeah, they could turn a penis into a vagina now. It's science." <laughs> yeah. something about that that was kind of funny. I was like, because I was like, I was like, uh oh, and then I was like, oh, that is actually pretty funny to just say it's science. <laughs> it's I, don't, science. I don't know. I was why how why? <laughs> and then I also wasn't sure if he if that was gonna give uh, Akeem an idea like about about his kid. 
words. Like if he was going to go back and try to force one of them. To- okay, well, that would have been truly insane. It would have been insane, but I wouldn't put it past 1988 coming to America, mm-hmm. though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put even the idea, even if, even if it was just a shot of Akeem going, Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not even, not even that he does it, but that he, for a moment, considers it. I we should have reviewed Rise coming to America. Or no, Simi. It wouldn't be Akeem. Akeem wouldn't have thought that. Simi would have thought that. Excuse me. Raya and the Last Dragon. Disney. Disney's like first. Oh, we are. Oh, good. We're gonna do that. You I don't know. I'm do sorry. That. I'm not trying to be negative about this movie. Don't cut. It's just don't. like it's just like I'm trying my best not to be negative about a movie that we know so many people are involved with. It's just it. I just don't like it. Like Man. I really don't. Like I, re- yeah, I really, I, really right. don't. You've made that abundantly clear. Yeah, we <laughs> know. We it know. Sucks. And you it and you sucks. have nothing more to it say. Is what you're trying to, to get at. Like yeah, right. Because <laughs> thing is, like this would been a movie. Yeah. Any one of us would have killed to be a part of, but to see the outcome, it's like, but you know what? They're all going to do great stuff. I, yeah. I just have nothing else to say about this movie. I don't, I don't, I don't know what else. Let's keep going through yeah. it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, of if there's anything else that like, that like really stood out that I like, love. I, I did. I was excited every time a character came back, even though I was like, I wanted more of each character. Every time, it, every time a character came on screen, I would, on screen, I would say out loud. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, Every time, just every time I can someone picture that, showed up, I, can picture I that. loved yes. it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved the McFlurby scene. Like just anytime, anytime John Amos is talking about a McDonald's thing that he stole that he's like, I didn't steal that. That was funny. And then I also just loved that they were like, he's here. And he was in the back of the McDonald's mopping. I was like, yes. And everyone was like, why? Is that is that a thing? What did we miss? And I was like, no, just I, his job I was mopping for, and I like that. I forgot that that was a thing too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, that was it. It was just, it was just I liked that I love that you there. said yes. <laughs> and then, you are, and then, the, you then are he, who this movie was made for. It was like, for me. Yeah. It was made yes, for it me. It is people like you. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were like, what even is the significance of this? It's, it's literally not, nothing. It was <laughs> truly insignificant. For him literally to be, nothing <laughs> like i mean like i guess back. the idea was like he was like going like oh i gotta do something you know yeah. i don't know it's cool to think that that's what akeem does when he needs to clear his head he goes to the mcdowell's and he and he needs to mop right like <laughs> so like i think it's like it's funny because when the tasks thing came up i was like you know it's just such a <laughs> it's such a movie thing like just like you're like whoa, whoa, whoa before he could be prince he has to complete the prince test <laughs> these three random tasks he needs to know the history he needs to get whiskers from a lion um and he needs to like get circumcised you know um, that's the funniest jermaine was that's a damn lion like every time he had to like react to a lion <laughs> all of that i'm about to get my ass eaten by a lion like every time he said stuff like that that was hilarious yeah i mean it's funny i i do feel like i liked all the different pieces like but it was it was a lot and it was hard to manage them all because there was like in the the middle section of the movie like the very very middle section of the movie it does become about Jermaine's character and then the the sister is like the oldest sister is like a supporting character but like next in line it's like him and then like a little bit of her you know what i mean like and that's what the movie's about but that's only for like 30 minutes. <laughs> and then like he yeah. goes off and then we don't see Jermaine for a bit. You know what I mean? And then it's like Eddie and Zamunda yeah. still. And 
But then if the daughter, if Mika Kiki Lane, if she didn't take down all of Wesley's people, I would have been mad. And And Wesley himself. Yes. Same. And Wesley himself. And they did it. And that was and that was cool, too. You know, like it was yeah, like yeah. It, at the beginning of the movie, just thinking about it from a, again, there were things that I was like, oh, I kind of wish they would have done X, Y and Z. But like from from just thinking about a writing standpoint, the things that they set up and then the way that they knocked them down at the end, that was that was nice. And it it that was I, satisfying. I, I agree. I think that the end was exactly what it needed to be, which is which is the daughter literally saves the kingdom. Um, Eddie realizes, you know, thematically too, it makes sense, right? Like Eddie realizes he's become his father. He goes and apologizes, you know, Jermaine and the, uh, and the other woman, they're the true love. So they want to get married and they're like, actually let's go to Zamunda, (laughs) you know, like let's not get married here. Um, And then they get married, but then the daughter becomes the queen. Right. So it's like, Everyone kind of gets a happy ending. It's just that, like, we couldn't go deep into any of the themes that they brought up, which were interesting themes. And you know, it's 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 both a testament to the to the script and then that that we care enough about it to go, oh, I would have actually really liked to see more with the mm-hmm. daughter, so that we understand, you know, what Zamunda has been like, and like the fact that it needs to change, you know. What does she want to do other than just like the the obvious, uh, like you know, a, a, a queen should <laughs> that kind of thing? I mean, there is a whole thing of if they did a third coming to America, reckoning with the idea of royalty in and of itself, and how that that in and of itself feels kind of like it is antiquated, and it's like, hey, they do have servants, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of thing. Like it's funny, it's funny, but when you actually, if you're c- trying to contend with the reality of of that, then it's a different thing. Yeah, it's I wanted because- Bad Boys Three to directly deal with the fact that that specifically those two cops uh, contribute to police brutality, <laughs> right? <laughs> but of course, they didn't touch that at all, <laughs> and right? They- and it's hard to touch that. I think it. I think Beverly Hills Cop will though the new the, oh, the yeah. Netflix, mm-hmm. so I think that I think they're gonna. Um, those are the guys, right? Wait, who's doing it again? I think it's those guys. I think yeah. I think they're I think they're gonna like tackle that. I mean, look, it's tough to do it with the comedy too. Like, it's tough to do it with a comedy sequel that was originally, like Jarrah said, just a love story, right? Like the it's a it, the the main story arc is a is a love story. The outer premise is a reverse. Like it's like hey. You, we always see movies about a white prince, mm-hmm. you know, a white shining armor, blah, 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 coming from this. It's funny. It's literally so rare. It's literally never happened that it's actually funny to see a black prince come in because nobody expects it. And therefore, it's just funny to see this dude be rich as hell. And then the beauty of both Coming to America and I think the sequel is that you have a film with just the like a primarily black cast like everybody is black you know what i mean and it's a big bigger budget film and we're getting to have fun and do this and that and it's just all it's all black people but it's considered a movie for everyone right like it's still a rare thing (laughs) for that to be the case but it is with this movie it's like you have 
there's only a few, right? Like Black Panther, obviously. But you don't have that many where you have these kinds of movies where it's like all black casts and nobody thinks of it as this is a black, this is a film targeted towards black people. You know? Black people. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's a comedy sequel, yeah. so, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be great. I, I mean, mean, but <laughs> that's, I know that's it's not. not it's hold on, wait, hold on. I got to talk about this. I know we're not done yet, but John Legend singing "Queen to oh, Be." Oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I loved it. Come on, man. this movie survives on his home. cameos. He was at home <laughs> at his piano, <laughs> just singing "Queen to Be" during all the credits. <laughs> that was amazing. Trevor Noah? Oh, we didn't even talk about Trevor Noah. Yeah, Trevor Noah. CNN News. Uh, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. He was going to ask how much more to be no, able to no, talk about. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. I was I was going to ask. Go ahead. You're, you're watching a comedy, and it has a lot of cameos, right? A lot, a lot of cameos. A lot of cameos. The cla- Okay. Okay, classic comedies. People are like, yo, this is the shit. Do they have a lot of cameos? They have cameos nowhere near as much as this movie did, but they almost always have cameos. Yes. Yes. Like, like let's think about like Anchorman. Had, Anchorman has a whole scene dedicated to a bunch right. of cameos. And Anchorman 2 one-upped it. And they like, we're going to get freaking Will Smith in here like they have i'm gonna bring everybody back and have another cameo yeah. you know um like they use like austin powers has like burt backer i don't know like, yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like they're they just have oh, they always goodness. have random tom, tom famous, cruise his part is tom so cruise big that and, they call it a cramio which is like trust, like isn't that just a role like isn't he just in that the movie? hangover has mike tyson <laughs> right, you know right, like yeah. okay all all big comedies have cameos but um but this movie relied on them, I think, probably a little bit more for like the hardest hitting jokes than than some other movies do. Oh yeah, um, uh, hold on. The Kimbe Matumbo is what's... just in the movie. <laughs> just, oh my god, that, that was Kimbe Matumbo! How do we not talk about that? That Kimbe was amazing. <laughs> He's, no, no, there's no, just no. a moment where Jermaine goes, "Hey Matumbo, can you <laughs> excuse me for a moment?" <laughs> He's like, sorry, uh, sorry about that. And he's like, no, 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 King. <laughs> oh goodness! Just was like, who is that? I was like, to Kim. He's in a commercial now <laughs> too, doing that. Like he's, I'm, well, yeah, that's yeah. I think that's actually probably how a Remember lot of people now? know who he is because they didn't. I watch know that. I know that Cuba is in trouble with the law, and, and 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 I don't. I can't remember the reasons for why. I I know they're not that great. But I just wanted him to be in the in the barbershop I mean, yes, scene yeah. so bad. I just wanted him to be silent in the <laughs> because this what's her name was... came back? Garcelle Garcelle Bovace. Am I saying her name right? My bad yeah. if I'm not, but <laughs> she I mean, came back movie... to just do the flowers. <laughs> like, oh, that was great. Um I will say, think about it like I, I think about it like this. The original premise for coming to for coming to America um, in the eighties is a very funny premise. Like it's a it's it it is it all it, it inherently has jokes that you understand in that world and can play and can do because it's all because it's like a romance story, but it's also a like fish out of water story, you know. Um, 
and on you know uh uh what am i trying to say uh like reverse expectations of like this black dude who's who's like going undercover as a poor person, which is what everyone in America sees black people as, but he's actually richer than every single person he comes across, you know? So like, there are all these like inherently funny jokes. This sequel doesn't have that in its premise. There, there are no inherently funny jokes about him needing to go to America to find a bastard son, you know, to bring him back to the country to yeah. marry something. It's like why that. they There's do this funny whole, about that. It's just plot. It's, <laughs> and Go it's ahead. why they do the whole Jermaine has to come to to Zamunda because it's like this will help this will help to make this different than the last. We can have the the other perspective now. The the outsider is the is the American and you know right. and but they these are our even, weird traditions. And they barely even lean in. The thing is, with the, yeah. with the first movie, we got both of those jokes because as the audience, we don't know Zamunda. So seeing anything anything real about Zamunda is all is funny for us. You know what I mean? Like, And then we get the other yeah. stuff where we see our, our own world in a different light. But when he goes to Zamunda, one, we've already seen Zamunda, so... The jokes that they do are just yeah, repeat I wish you jokes. Saw, I wish the same jokes. Saw, You're about to get bathed. No, you know. we, we saw the castle, but we didn't see Zamunda. I wish we, I wish we took that same fish out of yes, water. More of Show Zamunda. me Zamunda. What, what is the Zamunda church like? What is the Zamunda barbershop? But I think. They, but that's what that's the thing that Bray's saying. But that's the thing that Bray was talking about of the of the of the potential. Uh, stereotypes uh, and shaky okay, ground okay. area of that because that then it would just be right. like you know more it would be more like even more spoofs on like what a witch you, doctor you, is and like what's the you and know you know what it, you know what else too to be just perfectly honest black panther happened so it's like yeah, yeah. it's hard yeah. to even because what is zamunda if not a wakanda it's a made-up country where black people rule and like it's it, it, yeah. it has it's like he sucked like it's had 30 years of peace and it's like cool but like we know <laughs> like the and they do of- that and they talk about that in the movie there's that whole when they when when jermaine when Jer- what's his character's name because i keep calling him jermaine what's his jermaine what's his man what's your name? name it's jermaine it's not jermaine yeah, i'm pretty sure they call him jermaine <laughs> okay but when 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 he's walking when the, uh, he's walking know. with uh with the with the hairdresser uh, lavelle um Lavelle, yes, they they say it a million times. I'm sorry that I couldn't remember it. When Lavelle and 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 Marimbe are are walking, and um and then and he's like, yeah, black people are are you know what do we ha- what do we have besides fictional kingdoms and sequels or whatever it is that whole right. talking you know, but they directly call out like that Black Panther just happened and that like you know the big movies are these fictional places or, you know, or a sequel to something that did well before, or I think probably biopics is probably the other one that they say, because that's true as well. What else is there? <laughs> There's nothing else. Right. Right. So, yeah. So I know what you're saying, dry. Like they could have done that. It was just, even in that it's hard to know what the, I guess it would have just been like branching out on the jokes of like, this kingdom is so great, but it's hard because we have Wakanda, which wasn't a comedy, but like it's, it's, it's stuff that we've kind of seen before. So you're almost like, well, what does that look like? And how do you make that like keep being funny? It's a, it was a, it's a tough, it's all I'm saying is the, I think I understand why they relied so much on 
the cameos and the like repeat stuff is because like the inherent premise of the film itself isn't nearly as funny as uh it's like it's it's a logical it's like a a thematically logical like you know sequel but like comedy wise like I don't know. It's a little tough. No, yeah, I get that. Uh, I get anyway. that. I mean, <laughs> I, hope we're, I, hope, I hope we're being respectful. I, I, I you know, because uh, I think this is the reality. Look, it has 56%. We didn't even say this, but it has like a 56% Rotten Tomatoes, 49% audience score. So obviously, you know, mix that, or sorry, 52% Rotten Tomatoes, 49% audience score. So like, you know, there are a lot of people who feel like you, I think there are a lot of people who feel like me that are just kind of in the middle. And then there's, there's some people who feel like James who like really love it. Um, and it's, uh, this is like the kind of era of film that we're in where we get a lot of sequels, blah, 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 you know? Um, but it is still fun to see that many black faces and like, I don't know, like, (laughs) you know, like, uh, yeah, and there was some stuff in here that was that was cool. Like nothing. Yeah, I don't know, guys. It's coming to yeah. America. Um, I I don't, I, right. I don't, I don't have, have a bit. I just because again, <laughs> I, I I am struggling today because uh, I don't know how to. I feel like we always get in those phases of talking about movies that can get us blacklisted. This feels like one of them. I feel like I've already done it. Uh, so <laughs> no. I, I I have nothing. I got nothing. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, no one's. I, everybody clearly worked hard on this project. They wanted it to be good, but you know, this is. I don't. I don't think that anyone was making this going like, we're going to change film, <laughs> or right? Like this wasn't anyone's like. It's 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 a thing of like, hey man, everyone's doing sequels. Coming to America is a great movie. People want to see Eddie again. You know, I wish this movie was more of a passing the torch to Jermaine than it feels like because i do think that i feel like movie i feel like these sequels always do this because they tried it they did it again with freaking indiana like i mean they did it with so many movies i understand indiana jones and the crystal skull again kingdom of crystal maybe not the greatest movie and whatever you feel about shia labeouf now fine but at the time it was like oh my god what a great passing of the torch from harrison ford to this dude but then the movie didn't allow him to be it it didn't pass the torch it just made harrison ford the i i don't i don't know why our our um generation it's, it's, men. it's not it's just men. it's not it's, it's men really, dude. it's gen x it's the people above <laughs> us but like i don't know why they aren't letting new things happen like it's so frustrating. Like they did it. They've yeah. done it with everything, even Star Wars, which like probably came the closest to being able mm. to give us new people. You know what I mean? Like a, a new universe with new characters that we love. But it still was so dedicated to telling the story of the old cast, and, and, and they took up so much time that it's like it's it was hard yeah. for you know John Boyega was like a result basically was like a sacrifice to that his 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 yeah. whole character completely lost i don't remember his character you know? name was, was i swear to you i do not know what fit, new fit. thing happened in star wars i i don't know what, what you new mean thing uh he got he got his back the last Jedi. the movie that <laughs> <laughs> all right all right okay but anyway all i'm i just brought that up to say like i wish 
these movies did better jobs of passing the torch than they, I feel like they do. I feel like, and maybe it's just because of streaming. It's just the way that things get made today that like, if you are a celebrity, it doesn't matter if you haven't done this. Is obviously not Eddie Murphy, but I'm just saying like, if you're a celebrity, it doesn't matter like what you've done since the last time you were famous. Like, it seems like you can just pop off now. You know what I mean? And whatever thing. And they are, it feels like they're holding on in this way that's very frustrating. Obviously, yeah, we are extremely biased because we are new people trying to we're like young, claw we're trying our to get in. in, and it does feel like the old guard is like jamming it up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like because yeah, my cause friend, was I was it. talking to my friend after after watching this, and he was like, and that was his main, that was his largest criticism was like, I couldn't make that movie. <laughs> you know, like that, like he didn't like it, and he was like, but I wouldn't be able to make that movie, but. Eddie gets to because he's Eddie, you know, um, which, which, which again, like I said, I enjoyed the movie, but I get that. Which has always been true to a certain extent. Yeah. It's always going to be true that like, that like someone's going to be able to, it's like, I was mad when like Jay-Z did the black sitcom thing. It was just like, why does Jay-Z get to do this black sitcom thing? <laughs> like, oh, in the music video. I, because Jay-Z is a celebrity, celebrity. <laughs> you know, on the music video, you know, it's like, because he's a celebrity gets to do that. But like, I can go in and pitch that to like 13 different people and not get to make it because I'm not Jay-Z. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. I just want I just want I just want I, to see sorry, the next ahead. generation of comics. So I so I do think, you know, whether this movie's and they're I mean, here. They've been here. That's they've the been here. problem is that they've been here and they're and they're but they're only they only get to get go so high, which means that the generation after them is stuck even more. <laughs> yeah, but I mean? by the time Jermaine is like in his thirties, he's gonna be the 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 guy. He's thirty <laughs> Oh, you mean like, like by the time he's like, oh, like late thirties? Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by the time like, he's like, how old you think Jermaine is? Deep in his thirties, well, I think that's the beauty be. of this movie. I think like no matter how people feel well, about it, at the end of the day, he's on the cover of Essence. So. He's getting these interviews, and it's like you know he just got his movie. Um, was it the Friday meets Ocean's Eleven movie? Um, is going into production, so it's like we got him. I guess that, but this is my thing. You're saying that, but I'm I'm looking at the other. I'm looking at like. Again, feel whatever you weigh about these people. Um, but like Kate McKinnon, for instance, right, is somebody who should be on the level that like uh, Melissa McCarthy got to be on or whatever. And but she's not quite. And, you know, and, and I'm, it's easy to go, well, that specific person is not because of blah, 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 blah. But I'm just saying, like, we see people get like bumped up. But then they don't really explode the way that we've seen, like Steve Carell does um, a hilarious. I mean, is like on uh, what do you call it? Daily Show does this hilarious bit, and Bruce Almighty uh, gets a gets a bigger role with Anchorman, and then he got his own movie, and then boom, it's, he's Steve Carell. He gets to do all this stuff, right? Like, no, I think you're right. I'm just saying, like, I don't see that trajectory. I don't I th- see that I think trajectory you need too anymore. For that, like, it's funny. <laughs> let's fucking like, we're podcast. Don't mind. I, th- I think we need. I think we need twofold. I think what happens a lot of time with some of these white comedians, like the 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 person I bring up the most out of everybody is Jonah Hill. I, I love Jonah Hill's career. I think he's great. Jonah Hill had a bit part in Forty Year Virgin, 
which they, you know, rumors are they, you know, Dread up thought they were going to cut, but they saw it and Ed and was like, it's so funny. We're going to just force it in a movie. Next movie up, he gets to do it. I think you need two things. I think you need a comedic director to pop, a black one, to like pop and be that person. And also that person will have to be the guy or gal um, to kind of like lead the way to put everybody in their particular movies. Like Jed Apatow did a lot for a lot of people. You know what I mean? He just really did. Like right. even thinking about train wreck, like there's, there's so many people who are like in that, like, I mean, we need the Paul, we need the black um, Paul Feigs. We need the black Jed Apatow's. We just need them. And it's tricky because I'm not sure what needs to come first. Whether the chicken or the egg? Do we need the black comic to like pop or do we need the black director comic to pop? I just don't know what, or do you need them both? Or a producer or an established producer who goes, I'm going to commit to making sure that these new, and, 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 and it has to be, it can't be like what this movie is. It can't just be like, oh, they get to be in a movie with Eddie Murphy. It's like, cool, but if Eddie's still the star and you're clamping down on how much comedy they can do so they don't outshine the star, you know, not saying that they, they were doing that intentionally, but like just script wise, like, it, you know, we, Jermaine doesn't get as much. Jermaine is man. super. This is so personal, but I, I just feel like I'm like, I was just like looking and I'm like, okay, but like, and again, you could say whatever you want about specific people, but it keeps happening again and again. Like even, even mm-hmm. Rel, right? Rel pops in mm-hmm. get out, right? The, hilarious. And so then he gets the kind of do uncle, he gets the do uncle drew where he's kind of the lead, but not really. It's still mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving. And it's a movie where the basketball stars are, are, the, are at the forefront. And so he's like kind of playing like straight man a little and like, and so he kind of gets credit and like, yes, he got to have his own show for, for a little bit. And he's still obviously making movies, but he hasn't popped in the way that you would expect somebody to, you know what I mean? Cause like, the, the brunt, sorry to cut you off the brunt. They keep saying comedy doesn't sell. What the problem is, is a comedy that's not selling. This ain't a, the black ones. You better bet on black. Thing. To me, yes. it's the simple bet on black. If, if this traditional comedy you try to do, like I know after 21 Jump Street, people try to do those big budget action reboot, whatever hells those failed. Then you had um, the Will Ferrell, uh, Amy Poehler kind of like star studded comedies that came out and those didn't pop. And then you had little movies, little movies that maybe didn't make a lot of money, but got some notoriety like Booksmart. And it's like, okay, cool. There's something here, but no one has tried that with black comedians. Like there is such a plethora of young black. There is a Jermaine. There is, there is, there's levels to me. It's like, there are the friends of the people one, the rail, the Jermaine's. You can go to like our generation, like astronomy club. You can go to Sam J. You can go to like, um, Dwayne, um, there's so many people who literally now write for other people and still perform on the side. You can get Janelle James. There are so many people. It's just no one is like, I'm going to try it out. Like you're saying, right? Like no person, whether they're white, black, whatever, being like, I'm going to try it on one of these comedians. It's like, wait, y'all tried on niggas who had one line yeah, in a movie. The, the last one we really got is like, is, is Tiffany Haddish, right? Like that's the last yeah. person who's popped in that yeah. kind of way. Where you're like, oh, they weren't that they they weren't as huge of a star. They were working, obviously, got to get a great role in in Girls Trip, popped on that, and then got yeah. to explode. Because we can pop. Tiffany Haddish. I feel like was we the haven't person seen that on then. the street on some random BET game show. With when when right. she still had to do the show after Brad's, I mean, um, Girls Trip came out because she wasn't famous. <laughs> It's just so crazy to me that we're having this discussion where I'm like, Jermaine is so funny. Jermaine's biggest laugh line for me personally was in that um, 
uh, outtakes. Because I'm like, you just let him rip. You just let him rip. His voice, Jermaine's voice squeaks, yo, which is so funny to me. He didn't get the squeak. That's like having Kevin Hart. Like, that's his thing. Let the man voice squeak. Like, what the fuck? Why put him in it if he's not going to do the thing that we know he do? Right. Oh, Lord. Yeah, like, I, it is kind of a weird thing where I do feel, in a, in a way, I guess you know who did this a little bit, I guess. Not fully, but, like, sorry to bother you, Hat. Because Jermaine was he, get, he got more jokes than sorry to bother. Yeah, I do think he. It, yeah, because they they got to showcase themselves a little bit more, and obviously Lakeith is, uh, he is very skilled at doing comedic acting in Atlanta and in that film. Uh, but he's also just an actor in, in general. Uh, and so have a good day, brother. Yeah, we got a little bit there, have but a, we don't hope you have the best day. Yeah. Like that is funny. <laughs> You smell like, good. You smell real good. <laughs> what are, what are you wearing? Smell real like, good. What, what scene? What scene <laughs> in this movie did you be like, "Yo, my man got the shine in that scene"? I think like he was. I felt like he was stunted, man. I felt like he was true. stunted. That's us. The people who still get to make the comedies, and this goes for white. Honestly, it still goes. It goes for white comedians too. Like, like the people who still get to make the yeah. those comedies are the same people who've been making them for the last 15 to 20 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and it feels like, I feel like there's always a, a time where I'll, I'll like get frustrated at like, uh, uh, at seeing a comedian playing a role that is, is, that is essentially not comedic. Like the role isn't comedic and it becomes frustrating that they're playing the role and not someone that, you know, uh, is like a trained actor or whatever, but you know, but it is, but it it's that thing in Hollywood where they're just like, no, this person is playing this part because they're yeah. funny. We're not going to show you <laughs> that they're funny because I'm being funny right now. <laughs> but, that sucks. But I, just letting you know, I rock with this person because I because I think this person's. You mean funny, in you know? comedies? Yeah, in comedies, right? In comedies, which is weird. I mean, that's that's yeah, so it's tough. really weird. But it it's happens. Like you it cast happens them all and then the they time, don't even right? get to be funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> That's it happens rough. all the time where 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 in a comedy there's someone who's very funny who's not being funny, but it's just because that it, it, because it's like I sign off on that person, I like that person, but I'm not going to let them be funny right now because this isn't their movie to be funny. Anyway, listen, I don't know. Wrap this up, Bray. I don't have anything to say except um, you know, I was thinking about time while I was watching this movie because like there's a lot of time jumps in this and like you know they do flashbacks and stuff in this movie but like have you guys seen Tenet? Have you guys seen it? (laughs) What are you talking about? We reviewed it on the podcast. So like is Tenet is that like a good movie? I thought you don't do bits. You said you don't do bits. I just want to know if Tenet's good. Hmm? Hmm? I don't do I don't do bits. This is a question because because you know, because it takes place thirty three yes. years after the first one, okay, and then they they would do flashbacks, yep. and then and then they would you know, and then they, they do, do what? Flashbacks. Then they would do what? Yeah, they did and flashbacks. Then they do, in and then this. they do flashbacks. That's your, this. That's your connection. <laughs> the connection your connection is that they do flashbacks. Yeah, they do. And so that's a that's a bending of time. In if this, you will. in this. Oh my lord. It if is time to. It, I will not. I will not. Okay, but if you uh, will, it is, I. I James, <laughs> listen to the words that I am saying. You won't. I you will. Okay. Not. You won't? Okay, you will not. Okay. All right. Thanks. 
So you open Google Chrome on your phone. You're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with when you're supposed to be working. But this site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl though, sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash office hours live. Okay, it is. <laughs> it's time to rate review coming to America. Uh, the way that we review films, not based on how much we like them. It's actually based on whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. So if we think the film fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. think it somewhat helps the cause, we give it a white palm. If we think it doesn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Like that's not a All right. Uh, <laughs> on count of three, going to do our uh, ratings for this, this movie. Here we go. One, two, three. All right, two black fists at one palm. Okay. Guess who? I was hard. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. Okay, I gave it a palm. Yeah, go ahead. Because, all right, I'm going to say why I gave it. I'm going to give it a positive first. The positive of it is, is that when I love the wardrobe, I love that there was a bunch of black people on screen. I thought that was fantastic. I do think, um, I do think Jermaine being in this movie will help all of us. I, I really do. I think Jermaine being in this movie will get him more cachet and like it, that will open the door. Like, I think one person's got to get in. And I think like, you know, he didn't get a chance to be who we know he is in this movie, but you know, he's in it and then hopefully that can help out. And I think that's why I gave it a, a palm. So I don't think the newer people got a chance to shine. Kiki is one of the greatest up and coming actors I think out here. Like from her softness and like innocence of Bill Street, from watching her physically kick ass in um, um, that Charlize Theron movie on Netflix to this movie. Um, I think like in the, I think her next movie is an Olivia Wilde movie, which has like everybody, like Harry Styles, all these motherfuckers. I think like she is so talented. We didn't get to see that. I really don't think we did. I don't think we got to see the hairdresser do as much as we think. Like, I don't think that love, like, I know, Bray, you liked it. I thought going from the first scene to them walking was such a drastic jump to, like, where their love became. I was like, what? What the fuck? Especially because coming to America, there was so much time spent on Lisa. Like, Lisa was so important to that story. She, 
We saw how strong she was. We saw her dad like trying to force her on people. Like we saw that she wanted to do her own shit. We saw like when she was like, at one point I was watching it, she's trying to go into um, Hakeem's apartment and he's like, no, no, we should take our time. She's like, no, 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 I want to do this. Like she stops in the middle of the street so he like kind of like ushers her back into the car. We see her at the end of the movie, you know, when James Earl Jones is so mean to her and then the mom has to step in, you know, like I don't think we got that importance um, from a female character in this movie. I think Lisa was here. Lisa had a moment when she was drunk. She stood up for herself. You know, eventually Lisa and Leslie Jones got a chance to like befriend each other. I thought we could have saw more of that relationship. I, I just don't think, I, I, the, the, the first movie, love was so important and the women were so important. Lisa was so important. The mom was so important. And I think this one, we let the, I, I think we let black women down. I'm, I'm gonna say it. I think we did. I, I, think, I think we let them down. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think you have a person like Kiki play that part and just have her. I'm sorry, man. Like I, I, I think we did. I, I really think we did. Um, and, I, and for some reason, I, this is something I keep bringing out. And I think this is continuously happening with black male led movies. I don't know why, but it feels like a lot of times black women get let down in these movies and it hurts. Um, so that's a note for when we make a movie to not do that thing. Cause then we have to drag our own self. Um, uh, and I don't know. I just don't. I had to give it a palm. It just, I just, I just, I just don't. I, I, I don't rock with it like that. I'm sorry. I, I'm so. Just so everyone knows, I love everyone involved, and I feel really bad for not liking this movie. I actually feel bad because I want to like it. I just, yeah. I just don't, and I don't know how to shit that. So it's bad. Uh, I give, I, I gave it a fist for, for you know, for everything that I've been saying so far, and all the black people that are in it that are new that are going to be doing more stuff after this. But something that Jara said made me think of something that I that I didn't talk about while we were talking about the the movie, which is one of my favorite moments was was when um, uh, Sherry Headley and uh, and Leslie Jones commiserate at the wedding and they're like drunk and they're just like rapping and like singing and like and then and then and then later when she's gone she's like i'm gonna miss that cra- her crazy ass or whatever it yeah, is that she that said was awesome. that was so funny and and it's maybe both a product of like what like yeah there weren't they didn't do we didn't do enough for black women in this movie but then also when we did I thought it I when they did it was like strong and fun. Like that was such a fun connection. Like she's been in Zamunda for 30 years. She hasn't talked to someone from Queens in 30 years and then the second she, you know, after a while now that all this time has passed, she was able to like connect with her and they, she was able to like let her hair down and stuff. Um I lo- I I loved that moment. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it a fist. Well, I gave it a fist because I I think that even if even if we don't get as much time as we like with some of these other characters with the Jermaine or is it Kiki, Kiki and then who, um, yeah the, Kiki. the oldest yeah Kiki Lane or 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 you know uh, we we still I I was left wanting more from them you know like I I liked what they were doing, you know what I mean? So to me, that means that it, the movie succeeded in going like, oh, I want more from these people, you know, uh, I want more from these newer crop of people. So I do think it's going to, I do think it helps in that regard. And then, you know, it's, t- it's tough. I, it does make, it kind of makes me, I mean, not, not that we'll get into this, but it does make me go like, well, if a film 
has like me- male leads, you know, is it not doing well for women just because the women are supporting characters? Like, is that always just going to be the case? Because in, in a sense, like, I feel like the first movie, um, why, because it was a ro- romantic story, uh, so uh, Sherry has like a bigger part than like maybe any of the other women do in this movie. But that's also, she. it's like she has the biggest part. You have the mom who doesn't have that big of a part, really. She has a couple of scenes. Um, and then that's mostly, and then it's like the sister character who has an even smaller part. Right. But this movie has a lot more, a lot more women. There's three sisters. There's yeah. the hairdresser. There's the mom. There's uh, Jermaine's mom, Ray. you know, and they're, yeah. and they, and some of them get to interact with each other. And it doesn't have to be about, because all the other women in the first movie, at the end of the day, they're all concerned with Akeem, right? It's like, it's all about, it's all like that. Their, their focus is that. Whereas, yeah. I would say there's definitely aren't that I would say that this movie definitely does make a conscious effort to do to to represent more black women than the first movie did for sure. And and it's more I I feel like it's how it plays out. Right. Right. I I, I mean, I get right. right. If if the it's hard because, yes, I think you're right to do that. But I think like we sidelined it. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. And then, and then that get, then that brings me to the point of like, well, then if they're because they're not the main, if because they're not the main characters, is that what it is doing dirty? Because we keep making men the main characters. Or my thing of is, these you can movies. share the focus. Like, my thing is, you having Jermaine be like the son doesn't mean you have to take complete focus away from the daughter because you set up her story before you even set up his. Just don't drop it. Like before we even knew Jermaine existed, we heard any word about the brother. We had already seen her. We already seen her fight him. We already learned that like she wants to be king right. and queen. And we just well, did not. We at that moment, to be truthfully honest, after that moment of her fighting um, um, the little sparring match, um, she doesn't speak again. Like she doesn't speak. And I think she says one line. She doesn't speak again until the dinner um, when uh, Jermaine and them are acting kind of reckless or whatever, Jermaine. And, um, and right. then after that, she doesn't speak again <laughs> until it's which it's, I, I don't know. Again, because it, there's so many, I know what you mean, but it's again, it's because there's so many storylines. It's like, that's one of the reasons that's happening is because there are scenes with Jermaine and his actual love interest in the film. So it's like they split those yeah. parts into more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they yeah, split those parts. Yeah, into that's why I said parts. at the beginning. It's like you didn't I, need. I, all, I, like someone didn't need to be in this movie. No, I. I yeah, that that's that's real. I guess I, I, all I'm saying is like it, if I don't think I don't think any of the women's storylines were drops. I because I because they all get like complete things. It's just like we didn't get as much because there were so many storylines. You know what I mean? Like. They all get kind of wrapped up at the, like, we, we, you know, even like Leslie Jones, like Leslie Jones and Cherie, like those women had their own storyline. You know what I mean? Like they didn't like each other at first. She's like, oh, she's stealing my dress. And then they get drunk together and then they like each other, you know, like it's very short, but it, it is like yeah. a whole little, they both go through it's this just, little journey. It, like that just reminds me of stuff they used to say at when we first started the podcast of like sometimes we're just so happy for I forgot how you said it for like that we're just thirsty, thirsty yeah. for stuff and I'm like what you're saying <laughs> makes sense but it's also like damn like <laughs> like 
Right, right, right. Well, again, it, it is tough when it's like the the that the men are the lead, and and I understand going like, well, then he shouldn't have been in the in the they shouldn't have had a son in the first place. It's like, okay, fine, but that's you know, it's just a different movie. What it could have um, been more scenes with the two of them, like the kids, I, the, you the, know. The, the brother and the sister. Yeah, the like they could have been like, like more. They had like two, but that's what I said. They had two scenes for everything. They had like basically two scenes with Jermaine and his love interest. They have oh, two yeah. scenes with the brother and the sister. They uh, so much time. The, what was actually taking up the most time was the fact that they kept going. <laughs> they had to do all these. It's like yeah. they did all these cameos the and retreads and like all of those kinds of scenes. And like they were they were trying to do all this different. And there's like Tracy Morgan and um, uh, Semi have their own little storyline. You know what I mean? So it's like there are there are so many characters in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like James. <laughs> it's not like James Earl Jones dies within the first two minutes of the film. Like he's there for 15 minutes. Like like yeah, you know sure. I mean? like like we. It's just like whatever it, it was a lot uh no you're right you're uh, right but uh but no I, I i get what you're saying though um anyway i think two and a half i think two and a half is is the right it makes sense yeah <laughs> that, that feels, feels right. fine that, that feels, feels fine um well if you listen to this whole podcast thank uh, you. you guys are incredible <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> um <laughs> I love how like Gerard was being hesitant about what he was going to say at the end because I was like, listen, if somebody listened to this podcast and didn't like what you were saying, they stopped a long time ago. <laughs> I'm, wor- I'm worried. I'm worried about the people who I might need to talk to at a later point in life or who may have to employ me. And I'm like, those motherfuckers I'm worried about. I was like, hey, would you say about my movie? I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> listen, it's fine. It I-, it. I mean, one could also think one could also think, though that if we feel this way after watching the movie, that even people involved with the movie might feel maybe some type of way about some the way it. that it came out. Look, you know, it, people look, don't always, people don't always love the stuff look, that they're in. Look, it got mixed reviews. You know? They, 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 they know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, they know every, every, everybody who, I don't care how much you think you don't care about other people's opinions. If you have a movie, you're gonna you're going to at least know what the Rotten Tomato score is at one point. So yeah, <laughs> they true. they know that. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna listen necessarily listen to a two hour podcast unless they really want to know. Because I actually have listened to podcasts about uh, our sketch show. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god, yeah, you yeah. did that! <laughs> I listened to two different podcasts oh, no. about our sketch. <laughs> wow, honestly, you're a brave person. Because I want to you... know. Never mind, I know why. <laughs> anywho thanks so much for listening we'll see you guys next week we're going to review ryan the last dragon <laughs> so if you want you know if you're if your theaters are open which it is in new york you can go oh, to yeah, new york and see it new york um or you could pay 30 dollars on disney plus and watch it with your family uh so that's what we'll see we'll see you guys next week peace All right, oh yo. wait sorry sorry i forgot to do what? uh we're at, at Blackman Pod. At Any all, all other closing stuff? stuff? Sorry. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can find us on at Black. At I wasn't going to say Podcast anything. On Twitter is... and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com <laughs> is our website. We will read your reviews on the air. This one is good. I like this one. This is Vadar67. I'm pretty sure I haven't read it. Essential Voices. Ever since I heard your review of The Help, your podcast has become essential listening. I swear that one should, that one should go in a time capsule. Draw turned my POV on its ear. Your discussions can go... F- to, from joyful to heartbreaking on a dime. I did not realize how rare it is to hear young black perspectives in media until I found your podcast. I will never watch Judah and the Black Messiah, but I could not wait to hear your review. 
there are certain things I will support by putting on and leaving the house, but not watch like when they see us. <laughs> That's fair. That's I am too close. I hope That's Hollywood real. will make more movies like Sylvie's Love so that folks like me can enjoy black excellence without so much pain. I wish all of you, uh, all of you great success in your acting careers, but I hope it is not taking away from this. Thank you. Oh, that's wow. so. That was really also. A you sweet know what? Review. That reminds me. Coming to America was just a black joy film. So, I was like, I will give it credit for that too. So good for them for that. Because we don't. We it was a hundred percent a black joy film. We rarely yes. see that. It's usually like oh, it was just joy. But like no, it was just joy. So I take that. All right. I, I like that. That was a good All way right. to end. Look at that. Ended on a positive. All right. <laughs> well, now. No, everyone. Uh, no one see you. We <laughs> still said it, though, James. We still said it. Peace forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production, produced by Melissa D. Fonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com/plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash forever dog team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at forever dog team to keep up with all the latest forever dog news. Forever dog. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.